Hey! Ow. Hey, you guys out there! What? You guys ready to do this? Woo! All right, I want you to say hey! Hey! Say ho! Hey! Say motherfucker! Hey! All right! The following show is for mature audiences only. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts. All right. I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Boogie. And we are Perverted Podcast. Here we are in show 34, an amazing testament to... Numbers. You, you got that, you got nothing, huh? I got nothing. <laughs> I ran out of numbers like six shows ago. You know, so like, we have finally arrived at the point where it's just a show. It's now a show. There's okay. no there's nothing special about the number. It's just let's just get in and do it. Are you guys ready to do this? Let's do this. All right. We got uh, an act look at we have an active community show this time. <laughs> they are active, they are engaged, they are ready. Ramon is there casually with his arm over the couch. He took a big smelly dump earlier. What? <laughs> know that even because i walked into the bathroom and i'm like i think i'm just gonna give him his time i just saw pants to the floor and now he's all relaxed i know what that's like you know what it's like you have a good bathroom time i just thought i'd let you all know i can't believe you just chose that to bring up on the show i don't think ramon would appreciate that what are you talking about look see that because you know because having a good moo Oh. Puts you in a right headspace. Can we go on, please? That's that's we can. Well, what do you have to talk about? Don't you have? Didn't you have the mad skills yes, promoter? Yes, that's right. We had our domination party last oh, Friday. Oh yeah! Right, my Michelle, who's oh, yeah. a, in the audience, helped me out. We had a launch of our new femdom party, and it was awesome it was so fucking amazing and we had the most we had a a huge crowd it was standing room only and i just couldn't be happier with our community so So now what is my michelle get up there now what exactly is uh what do you what does that mean by a femdom or female dominant party um it's every scene is female led um you can't have a man hitting a woman it's always the women are the ones who are the dominants that's right or the tops mm-hmm. they fucked their shit up that's oh, right oh yeah it was women on top it was just women in charge and it was like every room from nine until the end of time it was booked yeah. Nice. It was from nine on. Absolutely. It really was, uh, it was an, an amazing. Uh, you guys got together and were really passionate about it, and we did some changes in it. So I just mm-hmm. think it's exciting when we talk about Threshold because the people in perverted podcast land, you know, that it's exciting to us, even though we're here in Los Angeles <laughs> where we have so many communities. It's really important that we get excited about our parties and and I'm I'm just stoked you worked really hard on it and remanaged it and got it together and everyone that's into it so congratulations Thank to all you. the female dominants yes good job to threshold and uh, we're going to move on to some fet life stuff. No, uh, no, 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 no. We're going to talk about your shame. Your boogie shame. Shame. You know, <laughs> shame. I was contemplating, as I often do, While you're whether mumbling. or not I was going to talk about this, because it really didn't make me look good. <laughs> so last night here at Threshold, they have, um, we have a big, big rope community. Uh, and we love them. Out here. And and it's just been getting bigger and bigger. And they come in. We have all the hard points now. And hard points are the things that you can hang people off of when you do suspension bondage and stuff like that. And so since we got our hard points here at Threshold, um, a lot of rope people have come in. They're amazing. And they do all the like rope rope like the japanese rope and the, all the different types of shibaris and kinkaboo and it's and jugata jugata davida or whatever <laughs> like i don't know any of these names but it's, it's really rope. it's rope it's yeah. really rope, cool rope, there's rope. all different sizes and and so i've been kinky for a long time you know but i was never super good at rope 
And so I did all these other things for years and years and years. And now all of a sudden I got the rope bug. I'm kind of bit. And I'm like, you know what? I want to take a rope journey because I've just seen so many of these amazing rope people and how they play with people and how they're interactive with the rope. And it's not just like rope and tie knots. It's like actually an entire visceral primal taking of someone and tying them up. And it's very sexy. And all of a sudden, you know, you watch something long enough, you, you connect with it. So I'm on my rope journey now. But I realize that it's kind of embarrassing because here I am, Count Boogie. You know, everyone kind of worships me as a <laughs> dominant god. Really? Everyone? I, just look at the looks on their faces. They see my amazing dominance. No, and now That's bewilderment. I'm going to shut up. And now I'm going to be, you know, giving something vulnerable to all of a sudden, after this many years of being known as the dominant of dominance, uber talented, whatever. Is that whatever. what you are known as? And shut the fuck up. And... <laughs> All of a sudden, now I'm like this idiot noob with rope, and I'm like, I'm going to tie a square knot. And Come on, cut to the chase. Get to the shame. So it's so I'm just kind of setting it up that it's vulnerable and embarrassing to kind of do this, but, you know, I'm, I'm working on it like, hey, you know, you're always a student. Suck it up. There's people that do this way better than you. Shut up and learn and enjoy the craft. And eventually I'll get good and I can do the thing that I see them do. So last night is an actual rope party, the shut up and tie party. When it's just which, rope, every which shut up is the first part. <laughs> shut up and tie. That's the name of the party. So I want to go to this party, but it's always like the most advanced of the super rope people. And they have all these rules, you know, you know, like, you know, rope, everything is rope and kind of like the femdom party where it's like, you know, female driven, the rope party all must be rope driven. So I'm going to, you know, I have Mark and, and a friend of ours. And I'm going to do rope on them because I've been learning and watching my fucking YouTube videos like a like a gremlin. And but I know I'm in over my head. So I come into this party and I'm like, all right, I got to do something cool, right? Even though I may not be that great with rope, I'm going to do something cool that I know. This is my ace in the hole. This is something that I have done for years in meditation with people. And it has always done something really cool. And it kind of, I figured, you know, with the Zen, the Japanese rope, the whole quiet and whatever, I thought that. Maybe I'll I'll just bring my gong and I'll do my gong meditation during my scene and that'll be fucking really cool. So You thought that? Well th- I I thought. I just uh-huh. I feel vulnerable. <laughs> so I feel vulnerable. I'm bringing my gong. <laughs> so and what I forgot is that Mark and then Mark is contagious because she giggles because the gong, when it vibrates, it tickles her ears. And she, you know, where most people like meditate. I've had people cry when I gong them. I do it in my massage therapy with my clients. I make them cry. You, They have visions. They see swelling vortexes of red opening up, you know, like all this stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I feel legit among this crowd that I feel vulnerable in. And so all of a sudden I start gonging just really low. And I think it's going to be cool. And instantly, Mark starts going, <laughs> Already, Zen is now blown. And then her friend is starts giggling because they're holding hands. And then she's, <laughs> And this isn't, so I'm like, okay, maybe I just need to do it a, a little bit more. And I start vibrating it. And it's just, they're giggling. And it, and it doesn't, you know... It's not working, and I'm like, all right, I'm lame. Abort mission. Go to my stupid spiral foodamomo thing that I'm doing. And it wound up being great. And, you know, I picked up the gong at the end, you know, to see if maybe I could, like, rekindle it. You know, so I'm like, oh, yeah. And and they were, you know, it didn't work. Just they weren't into it. So I'm like, whatever. I put it down. So here's the catch. <laughs> so I'm in the kitchen. And uh, after our amazing scene of my spiral fucking food momos, and it was very sexy and wonderful. And then the head of the party comes into the kitchen <laughs> and says, "That delicate flower that she is." Yes, the delicate flower. I won't mention her name because we don't have permission. And she says, "What the fuck were you doing?" 
the entire main room was packed with people roping and there's a no noise they have no music i thought they had music there's nope. no music no silence they're all completely concentrating on their scenes and i caused a near fucking riot in the main room going <laughs> I thought people would like it. No, I, I seriously I thought people, people would like you, it. As Abyss pointed out earlier, you forgot the name of the party. Shut up. Dude, but the government talk. doesn't talk. No, I happened to be working the door for that party, and I heard all night, who was the douche with the gong? God damn it. <laughs> I was that guy. Now here, so now I'm new, vulnerable. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I'm that guy. You totally threw your flogger. <laughs> Relaxing to rope people. Uh, no, it's no. not. No. So, oh. you could not okay. have chosen anything that would be oh, more certain oh, to totally oh, oh. harsh their rope. Oh, no vibe. Oh. Sorry. Whatever. Whatever. I thought it was cool. That <laughs> life is the place. Talk about genital torture in subspace. We share our kinky thrills with perverts from around the world. Yeah, perverted podcast talking about that life, motherfucker. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Take that thing off your dick. It's our sex trip. Be a prize. <laughs> Nobody's gonna want it now that it's been on your junk. I'm molesting the stuffed bowling pin. Oh, it's very God. comfortable. Look, it looks like a dog knot. <laughs> what? You know, every time you put your penis on something at the show, suddenly no one wants it. Exactly. Yes, my Michelle. Has it been on the um, titty of anal? Oh! Oh, I'm rubbing it on my nipple, rubbing it on my nipple, the nipple that went in your butthole. Oh, my Michelle, that's 10 points for you. Thank you. That's called a callback. By the way, we talked about the never mind. Yeah, nipple in the butthole. Look, now Abyss is just seriously not happy. What? Don't touch. Oh. Don't. Why'd you take my bowling pin? I was molesting that. She's taking it away from me. All right, what do we got? We've got a post from Mistress Mommy called Community Vetting. And she says, when I get approached for play by someone new, I tell them to meet me at a local event, a munch, a social, a discussion group. I want to get to know someone in the confines of a structured environment. I want to see how they interact with others, how they carry themselves. If you've been told by a potential playmate that you have to meet them in public, they're not saying, I don't trust you, but they are saying... I care about myself enough to protect myself. Hmm. Yeah, totally agree. That's why uh, I yeah. picked this post. So I'm more of a uh, private player. I'm more of a private player. <laughs> douche, douche. I really don't. Douche, uh, alert, those douche, people in the community are, flag, a little, are really red flag, are really red pretentious. Flag, red flag. And uh, I am more of a master run, in my bitch, own run. style. Run. And I just think you should meet me in a motel. You're going to end up on CSI. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. Just why don't you trust me? I am a master. I know what I'm doing here on Craigslist. <laughs> Anywho. Yes. Abyss. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, so what we do is considered high risk behaviors for a reason. And that's at the best scenario. So, I mean, it is something, in my opinion, I'm sure not everybody who is, you know, willing, who not willing to meet publicly have, you know, they may have something that they need to keep secret or whatever. To me, that just screams, I have something to hide, a.k.a. you're married, uh, and they don't know. But I don't really care about their reasons. For me, it's not it's not good enough. Yeah. If, you, if you aren't willing to go, at least, it's a dungeon. Anonymity is already going to be pretty private. We do our everything in our power here at Threshold to make sure that, you know, we keep everyone, you know, safe and... And uh, and even if you don't want to show up to a dungeon, you can go to a munch. They're specifically made for people who don't want to just show up to a dungeon because they don't want to be around a lot of, I don't know what they don't want to be around. But you, you go to a munch and it is a vanilla setting. You're not supposed to wear fetish attire. You're not supposed to do any kind of play. You're just at a restaurant. See, even for me, like munches, I get that. But I want to see how you play. 
And and also, I want you have a lot of communities that they don't have a dungeon. You're not going to have a private play party. But a lot of the communities, especially a lot of the ones that contact perverted podcasts, they may not have a dungeon community. They may not have an actual dungeon, but they have munches. And a munch, for those that don't know, is is you know you go to a you you just explain that. that. Yeah, that's the okay thing. It's a way. It's a it's a very non confrontational way for people who are new and not you don't even have to be new, but to come in and see who are these people who are going to be at the dungeon what are they like because you just have this image in your head of these crazy perverted weird people and then you show up at this well yeah but in a good way but you show up at this restaurant and they're they're, you see that they're just normal people and the thing that i never i i just will never understand someone who doesn't realize that and doesn't understand that you have to protect yourself and they get bent out of shape if you say I have to meet you at a, in a social occasion. Well, that's bit. I mean, usually that is just a red flag. Yeah. I mean, if you got something, I'll meet any woman at a police station with my ID. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing. I don't care if people know that I am there to meet someone. I, I used to fantasize about creating some sort of extra side of police stations where people could just go in and meet for first dates and scan your, your license. So that way, if something goes bad, you know, that that way they know who went on the date. I would love to be a part of something like that. That sounds kind of cool. I that, don't have anything to Yeah, I had a whole thing with a scan system, and well, you could actually go to a police station and do you it. You can what? also, uh, if you're meeting for the first time, I've had friends do this, and I did this with mine. Mm-hmm. You have your safe calls. Right. And What is a safe call? A safe call is if you go on a date with someone, and you do not call a, a known friend who knows exactly where you are, and what time you're supposed to be there, and the make and model of the other dude's car, right? Um, then they call the cops. Sure. And you have to have a friend who's willing to call the cops. And, and, a, and a good working phone. Exactly. <laughs> well, but now with the day of cell phone, like you, you can literally take a picture of the person's license and send it to the friend. Sure. So I've done that before. But even with all those safeguards in place, meeting in a social setting is still a smart thing mm-hmm. to do. And if you don't understand that, I, I just I think there's a, the the other aspect is it's social accountability. Um, if I don't know who you are, then how how are you accountable to anybody? If you're private, if you're always private and you won't go out, you're not willing to learn anything new because what the fuck you're gonna learn how to be a master on YouTube? In the privacy you know, of your in own In the home. privacy of your own home. You're going to pretty much just be like, this is what I do. You're never going to uh, have any accountability for how you play or what you do with anyone other than yourself and, and your play partners. Yeah, as far as I know, there's no homeschooling for doming. Really not. <laughs> the, the Arizona University, the Phoenix the Phoenix University. You just made a bit spitter water. It was awesome. <laughs> that would be great. And to, well, actually, we are working on that for a perverted podcast where we actually have videos to teach people how to do things. But it's but still it's not going to be how to be but, the master. And but you don't get the accountability. I mean, at, here. At, OK. And yes, I'm using the dungeon as as an example. But at least here, I know if I scream red, there will be people to stop the scene. Sure. If you are in a private environment. I mean, I have screamed in my freaking my house and my neighbors don't call the cops. <laughs> They're all, nope, she's They're, fucking again. <laughs> They're all too aware of your ways. <laughs> I mean, one of my next door neighbors is a cop and he still doesn't bang on the door. <laughs> no, I think it's it's important. I mean, it's to us, it's very obvious because we've been inundated with these mantras don't meet people privately unless there's some type of accountability or safe call or that. And I think we're also very spoiled having this in our community where we have so many places for people to go and be vetted to be, you know, because another thing about when you meet people in public is if you have to spend some time, usually the creepers show their creepiness very quickly. (laughs) Sometimes it takes maybe a couple weeks, but usually they can only hold their game so long. And if you have someone going to a munch and they have different conversations about different topics eventually you will poke that creeper in their creepy topic and they'll get creepy and show you yes and in, in fact you are are a creeper and that's probably why they don't want to and that's why they don't they know they can only hold their game for so it's like prisoners that spend seven thousand hours writing the perfect letter to the to the to the person so they'll send them money we also not to be ageist or anything, but we are also older and have had the, you know, Saturday morning specials or we've had the bad experiences and we're not trying to be dicks about it. But seriously, if you guys are going to go play, I can't I can't tell you what to do with your life, but I can strongly suggest 
making sure that you do it in the safest way possible. Because we're already doing freaky shit. It's not like you're doing like lame stuff where you're like, hey, I need some edge to make this kinky. Yeah, I just, you know, just take the extra step to to not get yourself hurt. I I hope that anybody who's listening to this podcast and in the future, if you ever find yourself in a position where someone is making you feel feel bad or intimidating you and making you feel you're stupid for not want for wanting them to be vetted publicly to remember this podcast and remember that you have the right to your safety and to the things you 100% want. 100% of the time. Absolutely. Ramon. Ramon. I had some an experience that went a little further than that. I was meeting um, a potential sub, and we had met and gone out for dinner, stuff like that. The next day, she had a mentor slash protector that lived out of state. Well, after the first meeting went well, her mentor wanted my phone number, a copy of my driver's license, I can't remember what the other thing was. And I was like, oh, wow, she's being protectful. No, no, no. But at the same time, my paranoia She jacked was, your motherfucking identity, didn't I, she? My paranoia was like, why does she want my driver's license? <laughs> I, and I got paranoid about that, but I understood. I right. sent it out. Luckily, didn't have my current address. So, ha, ha. Right. <laughs> no, but I, but I get it. And, and it was... Was it even, really a big deal for you to help go that extra mile to make that person feel more comfortable? No, because I have nothing to hide, as that's, you said. That's so really like, the right, answer. Fine. I, the only thing I was worried about was my identity getting checked. Sure. But it girl, was like, no, I yeah. Here's, girl, here's I don't have any assets, motherfucker. <laughs> go <laughs> ahead, take my debt. I'm like 80 grand in debt. Get in line. What are you going <laughs> to steal? I got like 30 cents and no account whatsoever. <laughs> that's great. The only thing that I had uh, that I would go the extra mile is when she said... They're not saying I don't trust you, but they are saying I care about myself enough to protect myself. I'm saying, no, that's bullshit. I don't trust you. Say it like it is. You don't have to make an excuse to some motherfucker who's trying to pressure you into doing something that you know isn't safe for you. It is safe enough to say, I don't want anyone that comes up to me and says, I trust you 100%. I don't trust you. Because you're delusional in this world if you think that any person that you don't know is worth trust. It is okay to say, I don't trust you, and before I play with you, you need to earn my trust. And I think people really need to stand up for themselves like that. And I, I fully agree. And to be honest, if someone is already making you do something that you are uncomfortable with, you probably shouldn't walk down the BDSM road with them. <laughs> Absolutely. Most likely. It's Good. A great post. Thank you to Mistress Mommy for that. Good post. Everyone Yay. clap. Smattering. 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 All right. So this next one was actually brought to my attention by Boogie. Hmm. It's really great. It's from uh, one of our affiliate groups, the group called A Sound Spanking, by Smashed Tato. I just love that. <laughs> I love that, that name Smashed was Tato. amazing. <laughs> it's entitled Frustrated. It's very short. She says, I'm getting pretty frustrated with my partner over spanking. He doesn't seem very into it. And even though we've talked about it, he usually stops after just three or four smacks. It's driving me nuts. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, really at the end of the post, which it's like another two more sentences, she says, I'm just venting. And she it, it, it garnered a lot of comments. And um, why, why are you giving me that look, Boogie? What? What? What, Mama? Huh? You guys... Should I stay or should I go? This motherfucker isn't kinky. I didn't practice this, by the way. <laughs> it's a clash song. It is. Yeah. You guys, no? Because your your kinks are clashing or they're not meshing? Is that why? No? You didn't what? put that much thought into it. I just picked up the guitar and oh said, this is God. a should I stay or should I go discussion. Actually, it is. <laughs> should I stay or should I go now? They're just all looking at me. <laughs> there is not a single punker in this fucking audience. Okay, why, well, why weren't you singing? Whatever, never mind. Go ahead. That, this um, is called an abortion, by the yeah. way. Um, I have left relationships because my needs are not met. Granted, this was um, pre-me being in like the kink community and really kind of finding my feet. But um, but I will say the, the lack of kink in my previous relationships have tipped the scales of me going you know this isn't something it's it's a need for a lot of people if if you are kinky and this is something you need to be sexually gratified if you stay in a relationship where you are not you're just going to be unhappy and i have found that um it's also 
probably the most dangerous time in an established relationship is when someone is finding their kinky platform because a lot of times you end up in kind of a frenzy and you may, you know, basically say, fuck it, I want my desires met. And if you can't do it, this, that, the other, then fuck it, I'm leaving, I'm gonna do this. Instead of the potential of where you could kind of maybe just walk the path together. And even if your partner isn't kinky, finding middle grounds. There are a lot of middle grounds. We have a lot of people that have come in uh, to Threshold. Now, obviously this is, this these ways aren't gonna work for everyone. We do have a lot of people where they explored one of them wants to explore their kinky side. They're very, very excited about being kinky. Uh, maybe they didn't start the relationship understanding this about themselves, which is usually comes that the partner will then say, well, I didn't agree to this and you weren't this way when we started. Well, suck it up, man. People change and people develop who they are and their identity becomes stronger as, as they grow. Um, but we have a lot of people that come here that they tried it in the relationship. It didn't work. And so they'll come into the dungeon with a lot of boundaries, but they can still come in and play. So you can get a spanking or get tied up or something, but you can't kiss or fuck anybody or whatever. And so that's one of the things that some couples will do. But I would like to go back into the relationship before you start getting into exploring things outside of your relationship just because you don't like something in a relationship that your partner does doesn't mean that you you don't have to do it there are a lot of things that people do in relationships that uh maybe they they don't like they like the the wife is really into this certain function or volunteer organization and you support the spouse or or whatever through that kink can be similar in certain ways that just because i don't maybe like doing bondage on somebody uh i know it makes my spouse very happy Maybe I can just focus on the love that I have for that person and then do that activity and become good at that activity because it builds the relationship with my spouse. We have had people do this. People that aren't into S&M will do S&M with their partner because it makes their partner happy. So there, I, I want people to start at that level first. Is this something that I just absolutely cannot do, that there is a visceral reaction that I hate this, or is it something that I really can maybe learn some skills? And who knows, maybe at some point you'll actually enjoy it because of the joy that it gives your partner. Well, I, I, I get that, but there are some aspects of it. Like my ex literally could not, he's like, he flat out said, I, I can't hit you. Sure. I cannot hit you because he had also had some trauma in his background and stuff like that. And he's like, if I hit you, it's not going to stop. And it's going to come from an angry place. I don't, I don't play, do any of this. Right. So, I mean, for that, depending on the kink also depends on you, you have very sexual based kinks. Right. Where people, if they're not poly, if they're not open, if they're not, you know, they may not be able to get past certain aspects of it. Right. So it can be a, a difficult spot for, for both. Uh, this is a, a huge topic is I've already heard you guys have covered many aspects of this. We don't know that much about, I don't know that much about it because it was uh, about the poster. She, it was a very short post. So I, we don't know that she, much about what's going on exactly in her life, but she has some really nice vagina pictures. <laughs> Great vagina, well, smash taters. <laughs> Come out here, we'll spank you. But yeah, that's generally I'm just going to say, yeah, it's a pretty sucky place to be when you want something that your partner doesn't want. Uh, y y you're in for some rough roads there trying to figure out something that's going to work and then tr uh, trying to figure out if you, you even need to stay in the relationship if it's that important to you and, and that hateful to someone else. That's tough. That's really tough. It is tough. And I think there's something that uh, the three of us just can't relate to. And that is what happens when there's marriage, children, heavy family commitments, things like that that are far more important in a lot of ways than your desire to be kinky. I mean, that's really what we have a lot of people that are like, I, I want to be kinky. My spouse or mate isn't kinky. But we have children. I'm not going to break up the family because I want a fucking spanking. And so I think you have to get to a point to where how much of this is who you are in your identity and how much of it is just what turns you on. Michelle, did you want to say something? Uh, yeah. I was also kind of thinking about um, my, my past marriage. 
I wanted more rougher sex. I wanted to be tied up. I wanted, you know, something a little bit more fun. And um, he just... He, he tried, but he failed miserably. But, you know, we had the kids and everything else, to, but it just got to where um, it was like, it almost turned me off because he was so bad at it. And he was just like, well, well he's bad at everything. That's why he's my ex. But, you know, I mean, it's just like, I mean, yeah, you got to try, but if you're not having a very good relationship anyway, then, you know, trying to make kink work isn't going to work. Well, and like I had said before, was it more of it wasn't the final straw? It wasn't like the main reason you left, but it, it was a contributing yeah. factor. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, like I, I like to get fucked, but and it wasn't happening. So <laughs> <laughs> should I stay or should I go? <laughs> All right. So, I, I mean, it is a, it's a rough topic and and I'm really happy that that we deal with this because people need to know that there are options possibly. But in it really comes down to what you want in your life. And if it's something that you're going to obsess about and you can't get over, then you might consider moving on. Yeah. And I actually, I know somebody who comes here to the, to the dungeon who is going through this very thing. And she has a husband and kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is only through their own diligence, their dedication to each other and to communicating that they are getting through it because he is absolutely not kinky at all and she has come to the decision that it is a huge part of herself and not something that she can just push away and so they work it out with boundaries and it's difficult it is not easy they're working it out but if they were not a a couple who was honest open communicative and willing to to dedicate themselves to a solution they would not make it sure so it it is it's a tough thing to, to go through we send love to all those out there who are stuck in this situation. I, I, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, let's move on. I am a sex trivia I love that jingle. That's a fucking slamming jingle. It is sex trivia time. You guys ready for some sex trivia? Woo! All right. That means someone has to volunteer. <laughs> Get the fuck up on the couch. Uh, is Ramon coming back? Ramon is coming back to win. I need to retake my uh, belt. You have to retake it? <laughs> the last time I won. Oh, that's Are you, right. uh, that's right. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, <laughs> Abyss, is, giving Abyss a is now giving an old fashioned to the goddamn bowling pin. <laughs> She's taunting Ramon. <laughs> Really? That's me Oh, so when I do saw. it, not ex- now you show yeah. me the cute face on the little happy face bowling pin. <laughs> All right, we've changed sex trivia a little bit to make it um, less long. <laughs> so so there's six questions. If you don't get the question right, that's the end. I'll give the answer. If we have a comment on the, the question, that's fine. And then we'll just move on. So there's six questions. That's three of you. It, it's uh, Ramon, Abyss, and Kathy fighting it out. The prize that we have is the stuffed masturbatory bowling pin. Everyone say ooh. Ooh. And, because I have lots of them, (laughs) an official Count Boogie nerd music CD. (laughs) Look at the looks on their face. Yeah, I'm a fucking musician, okay? I spent $20,000 producing an album when I had money with real musicians. Way to self-promote, and Boogie. this is this is my music. It's, it's a good album, huh? I have it. Do you have? Is it the greatest album you ever heard? Shut up! <laughs> Ouch! She's just keeping it real. Why Ow. would you open yourself up like that? Ow! Sex trivia. People can lie. All right, fine. <laughs> Who goes first? Ramon. Ramon. See. Si. You go for. Wait, I don't have. Wait, what's the? Is this? Oh, that's right. It's, not the, this... it's not the anxiety one. No, it's not the anxiety <laughs> run. Okay, Ramon. Hygrophilia, hagrophilia, is the sexual arousal from A, body fluids, B, vegetables, C, water torture, or D, being shrunk down to the size of a salt shaker and stuffed in Hagrid from Harry Potter's beard to have sex with a baby dragon. <laughs> I 
I was assuming it was going to be a fear of hags. <laughs> oh! But I'm going to go with A. Body fluids. Is that your final answer? Oh, really? C. <laughs> the answer is A. Hygrophilia. Wait, wait. <laughs> That's right. Hygrophilia refers to the sexual arousal attained from contact with any type of body secretion. Ew, all I can think of is like snot. Nasal mucus, saliva, oh. tears, blood, urine, yeah. and it goes down from there. That CD is mine. Good job, Ramon. <laughs> you have one. Kathy. Yes. Your question. Uh-huh. Candelism is a... The act of tantric sexuality that incorporates fire and burning objects. B, modern sex positive, you can campaign encouraging gay or transgender individuals to come out to their families. C, group sex where people fuck and someone watches like a candid camera. (laughs) And D, candalism is when Boogie puts candy on his penis and classically conditions Mark into giving him blowjobs. Oh my God. I'm gonna go with D. I don't know where the wrong button is. <laughs> I wanted it to be that. Believe me, Kathy, I want it to be that too. That is not the answer. The correct answer is candleism refers to a group of three people where only two of them engage in sex and the other one watches. Similar to cuckolding, uh, but not necessarily cuckolding, which cuckolding is when it's like humiliation involved and you're getting a stronger, more aggressive bull of a man to have sex with your. There's also your cook wife queens. There's cook queens or whatever it goes yeah. bo- it both with. But this is watching, and apparently in France it was super big in the 1700s or something. <laughs> Sluts. Sluts. The things you find out. Abyss. Yeah, Moving around. Look, we're on a question three. Yeah. Immune contraception attempts to do what, Nurse Abyss? (laughs) A, make you abort a fertilized egg by introducing a cold virus into it. B, introduce a chemical that causes sperm not to swim. C, surround the egg with a protein that makes it impossible to impregnate. Or D, Show you pictures of Boogie masturbating like a drooling retarded dog until you are no longer sexually aroused and thus do not further propagate the species. Abyss, what is your answer? I'm leaning towards D, but (laughs) uh, I'm going to go with B. Introduce a chemical that causes the sperm not to swim. That is a great answer. But it's wrong. (laughs) But it is wrong, and I'm now going to give you a bit of history. Oh. Oh, God. For, and I am not bullshitting here. For years, I said, because I'm very non-population increased, we have 7 billion fucking people, there's enough, uh, how do we reduce the proper population? And I said, I want to create something that creates a protein around the female egg. I literally use the fucking word protein around the female egg and thus causes it to be impenetrable by the sperm. And God damn it! There is an entire field of study on immunocontraception. Is this real or are they just This is real. They've it? been working on this. Oh this is God. something they're working on. So it's not actually a thing yet. It's not a thing, but it is something they are working so on. So it's to- not actually a thing yet. <laughs> yes, but I am me, fifth grade education, came up with an idea that apparently people are willing to put millions of motherfucking dollars into with science and shit. Which to me for retard yay for retarded people smattering <laughs> thank you alright fine amazing. so right now what do we have just have Ramon. you you guys haven't gotten <laughs> no, one right no. if he gets this Ramon if you get this you win the stuffed thing and my awesome goddamn CD which is available Online, it's a good CD. I, I, I believe you. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, you can't win. According to a study by Dr. Sorrell and his colleagues, of the process of menopause, hmm. when women stop making or dropping people eggs, <laughs> I added that. There are a number of negative side effects that many women have to endure afterwards. <laughs> Kathy. Yes, thank you very much. 
What percentage of women claim to experience vaginal dryness? Is it A, 78%, B, 31%, C, 58%, or D, who cares what the percentage is? My life is in danger by a hormonally unstable Kathy for mentioning her in this question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shank you. (laughs) I'm going to take the college guess and go B. 31%. 31%. God damn it. You were so close. The answer is 58% of women experience some level of vaginal dryness. Kathy? No. Do you have vaginal dryness? Thank God, no. I got all the other shit, but not that one. You're just a wet slut, aren't you? <laughs> I s- <laughs> yes, I you am. See your man's, <laughs> you see your man's weenie wangy, and you just fucking gabusha gabusha. Who told you that? Oh! <laughs> All right, we're moving. Now we're trying. We have two more questions, and then we'll have to do a thing. In a study by the Kinsey Group of 709 female nurses that were asked the rank to rank the importance of 15 factors that interfered with their ability to achieve an orgasm, both inside and outside of the bedroom. So they asked 100. They Why would they just ask nurses? <laughs> because nurses are usually liberal and they have good answers and they have a medically minded. So they ask a lot of medical questions, you know, something factors that would cause women to not orgasm during sex inside and outside of the bedroom. These are things that, you know, influence a a job or family stress. B, lack of foreplay. C, lack of communication with mate or lying. Or D, the inability of Count Boogie to reach all 709 nurses and show them what having an orgasm is all about, bitches! Ow! Oh, my God. Really? Who is this question towards? Is it me? I am a love God. I'm going to go with A. You're going to go with A, job or family stress. Was it the lying? It is not the lying. Foreplay? The lack of... Duh! No, duh! Lack of foreplay. Men are like light bulbs that switch on instantly. Women are like an iron that needs to warm up more gradually and stay hotter longer. When the follow-up the follow up of this group of nurses was studied of the women in the group that had an average of 21 minutes of foreplay, only 7.7 failed to achieve an orgasm. So, yes... You need to warm up, whether it's conversation, whether it's getting together, where it's being playful, touching, kissing. A little spanky spanking. A little spanky spanking, letting someone know you care about them, working out the stresses of the day together. Rub their clit. Rub their clit is definitely <laughs> Don't that. Don't the most important I'm just like, one. I'm like, all this talking shit. No, that make is, sure you. I'm trying to give a Joking. full a full spectrum. <laughs> all right. Saying. Wait a minute. Did you? Did any of you guys no. have a one? No. No. Well then, God damn it, well, Ramon! You're not gonna ask me my my question. No, what? There's no point. Oh, wait, oh, she has a chance to tie. Sorry, there's a there's a there's a point. All right. Sorry. You better get this wrong, Abyss. Okay. <laughs> Out of 1,400 women questioned, I want to do the tiebreaker though. Out of the 1,400, because it's awesome. And it includes uh, Mark's nipples. Um, out of the 1,400 women questioned in the Janus report, what percentage of those polled agreed strongly or disagreed? That becoming a parent is the ultimate human attainment. Out of 1,400 women polled in the Janus Report, how many of them said that having a child and becoming a parent is the height of human attainment? A, 73%, B, 91%, C, 33%, or D, 0.002, because they all know that feeling Count Boogie's throbbing love muscle in their loins would absolutely be the ultimate human attainment. Ugh. Okay, so I, I'm assuming... It's about me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This whole thing's about you. No, um, I honestly... It's throbbing. Sadly, I, I feel like it's going to be like the 76 or whatever the fuck, but I don't want to answer that because it, realistically, if you just base the fact that you can have a fucking kid because biology says you can, it's fucking stupid. I'm going to say 33. Mm-hmm. Good for you. <sighs> Yay! Yay! 
I'm glad people agree with me. <laughs> See, 33%. Surprisingly, now when this was a very big study. 1,400 yeah. is, is, a, is a big study. Surprisingly, 54% disagree or strongly disagree, disagree that squirting out a screaming, pooping human that will eventually become a teenager and scream, I hate you in public because you wouldn't buy them $200 shoes that all their shitty friends are wearing could ever be considered the ultimate human attainments. That just actually made me really happy about humanity. <laughs> Did they humanity. say shopping? Huh? Did they say shopping? Mark, else? get over here. <laughs> <laughs> Ramon. Grab the, grab the clothespins. We now Nipples. have... Grab the things. This is the fun part. Come over here. Come over here. Take off your shirt. Shirt. Nipples. Give me some nipples. Come here, baby. All right. I am going to pick two clothespins. They all have... Come here. They all have numbers on them. Now then, I'm going to put these clothespins on Mark's nipples. Which you are doing right now. I'm doing right now. Are you ready? <laughs> That's 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 a nipple. She's not going to say ow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, sexy. All right. Now then, when she turns around, wait, I got to turn this one over cuz you suck. Okay, there. So what, when she turns around, she not yet. <laughs> you, Kathy, pick a number between 1 and 100. No, it wasn't me, it was those two. Pick no, okay, that's fine. They're the... Abyss, pick a number between 1 and 100. 40. 40. Ramon, pick a number between 1 and 100. 21. Whoever is closest to the number without going over wins the competition. Mark, turn around and lean over. 62. 62. Abyss. Damn it. Wins. Fuck. Go back. Abyss, take off the nipples. Yank them off. Ready? Ready? Yank them. Pull them. Ow. Oh. Ow. Ow. Go to, go, 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 go to the thing. There's nothing wrong. That's a whole lot of sexy. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, so that, Ramon. Ramon failed. You failed, Ramon. You did not win the greatest album Woo! ever recorded. I, I so this, just have to imagine the songs in my head. Here, take it, really. <laughs> Listen to it. It's a good. I had Mark Meadows. Okay, and okay. Nate Morton okay, play on that album. Nice. Although I'm sad because this fucking bowling pin is still here. Whatever. I did You're this to myself. To <laughs> okay, this is it. This is this is really this, this is, is really this a is big the moment. Thing. I'm so excited. Okay, everybody, we talked about this. Now you remember that we needed a laptop, and that Valentine brought us a laptop from some foreign country that we don't know and gave it to us specifically so we could have a laptop to hopefully <laughs> Skype in someone. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. That was my penis. My, my penis belched. So we could attempt to have an actual caller from somewhere else on the show with us. We have now done with multiple wires. We are now going to see Aurelia, as most of you know, is our volunteer uh, coordinator. She lives in Washington. She's a student. She has done an amazing job, and we are now going to see. You, now you say she's on. All right, we're gonna see. Is this gonna work? We're gonna see. Here we if, go. If this works, are you guys ready? Ready. This is big deal. So ready. Okay. Hello, girlfriend. Are you there? Hello. Oh, God, Aurelia, how are you doing? Good. Oh my gosh! If if you could see Boogie's face right now, like he's so excited. Oh my God, it's like a real show. <laughs> we have we have we have people from away. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so he's, gonna, he's gonna pass out. <laughs> Aurelia, how are you doing today? Good. So can you hear us clearly? Absolutely. Okay, so we're talking on our microphone. She's going through the mix. It's going out of the mix board into the laptop and the headphone set. The headphone set's coming out back into the mixer. Is it, there a gerbil running on a like a treadmill or something? Too? I just can't believe this. So, Aurelia, please tell us about what you do for the podcast. I work with all the volunteers on assigning projects and tasks. That is and awesome. And what kind of projects do we have for our volunteers that are so awesome? We have a how many volunteers do we have right now? Ah, let me look. Just say, guys, guesstimate. God damn it. Don't look through shit. She's, She's looking. She, she is a very good. fastidious volunteer yes. coordinator. I'm going to say what, like 12, 15? 
We have 12. To thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, 12. We have 12 perverted podcast volunteers. Now, these are people that are either local, but mostly these are people in other uh, cities, states, and even countries. Uh, we have both we two. Have five time zones. We have five Ooh, time wow. zones. You and make they, that sound so sexy. It kind of <laughs> is sexy. So these are people that are that have no life, just like us, hey. and are willing to put in some time to help us promote the mission of reaching out and telling people about kink and BDSM. And we love them to death for yes. that. Reach out so now, are there some certain things that we're looking for right now that you can uh, you can pitch real quick? Um, well, we're currently looking for people to research radio Absolutely. stations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, people, because obviously um, we're going to be able to promote ourselves and talk about kink and BDSM, kind of like panel discussions that we do. Abyss and Kathy and I, we do panel discussions out here. We speak at colleges. People will come in and we'll tell them about the BDSM lifestyle. The Going on to these radio shows and talk shows in the non-kink world is the same thing. This is our opportunity to go to people who aren't in the community and tell them about what we do in a safer, saner, and more consensual way. So right now we're trying to find volunteers that can help us. In, I mean, there's thousands of shows, TV shows, talk shows, radio shows, news programs, things like that. And they all want to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever. And so these people need an expert. And they need to contact Aurelia. <laughs> they need to come. So, so our volunteers now, what we're trying to do is get them to do the research, investigate, find out who these producers are, and then tell them about the show, introduce ourselves, and say, hey, if you want to talk to us, now that we can do things on Skype, and you see how it's working? See how it all works together? They're not, they're, they're underimpressed, underwhelmed. They for don't sure. realize the road that it took to get here. We also had to get internet here. Yeah, <laughs> we got the computer. We're all excited. Oh wait, we need good internet. <laughs> internet. We tried it with Mark in the kitchen, and she's like, "Hi!" It's like, <laughs> and then the weird little Skype. Boop, beep, boop, 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 beep, boop. I can't believe we're talking to O'Reilly. This is so cool. Wait, is your dog with you? No, sadly, my dog is not. Oh. Yeah. So I get to go back to see him every two weeks. Where do you actually live now? In Moscow, Idaho. Moscow? Wow. Idaho? Yes. Is that like in Russia? <laughs> yes, it's in Russia because she probably doesn't Idaho, want to like, tell everyone of, of our listeners exactly where she is. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I'm excited. So you're a student, right? Yes. What is your major? Um, I double major in mathematics and philosophy. Nice. Fuck me. She's our volunteer coordinator? <laughs> Our people Shit. are overly qualified. <laughs> <laughs> we have overly qualified. Well, this is uh, this is uh, Aurelia. Thank you so much. Obviously, next month we'll have like an actual. Uh, pe- wait a minute. Yeah. I didn't even wait. Wait. Hang on, Aurelia. Yes. Are you listening? I am. Happy birthday! You're a pervert. Get your spankings. Happy birthday! You are great. Aurelia, it is your birthday coming up. It is. It is. How how uh, how young will you be? Really? Yeah. Why would you Four. fucking ask someone that? Because she'll say it. She's down. <laughs> I'll be thirty-one. Woo! Yay! Well, there it is. We have uh, we have made our experiment happen. Aurelia. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for for everything that you do for the podcast. It is amazing. We awesomely and honestly cannot do this without you. And you've been so helpful at helping our volunteers get together and feel like they're heard and stuff like that. I just want to say I love you. And thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Woo! You rock! Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, there. We had our first call. All right. Talk to you later, Aurelia. Bye. Wow. I'm just so happy. Let's not forget... Mark. The everyone, Mark, working Woo! the moderator. Now, here's what will happen before we get into the last bit. Here's what's going to happen. We'll now have the thing set up. We're going to build a chat room, a perverted podcast chat room. I don't know how that works, but a chat room. And people can start talking because they know we always record Monday Pacific time at 8 p.m. around that time. And they can get in the chat room and start talking. And the moderator, whoever is the moderator, uh, did you just load a Nerf gun? <laughs> She's got the magazine in there. <laughs> She's like ready to battle. So we'll eventually have a chat room and people can start now 
talking in the chat room and whatever funny things or interesting questions you have, we can now answer during the show. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot. Ow! Oh, my fucking right nipple. nipple. Is that the nipple that went in her ass? That it's is. payback time. Stop it. Stop it. All right. So that was serious business. We'll have that. Thank you, Mark, for moderating today. All right. Here's our final, the final bit. Okay. Are you guys ready for perverted nerf assassin? They're, they're just confused. They're not because they don't want to be shot. Okay. First off. We have uh, an organization that is very dear to our heart, not just at Threshold, but in the community, and that is um, the NCSF, which is the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, and Kathy is really into this. Kathy, will you tell us a little bit about this organization? Yes, this is one of my favorite nonprofit organizations. It's ncsfreedom.org. They're actually an advocacy organization, and what they do is their sole purpose is to advocate sexual freedom and privacy rights for all adults who engage in safe, sane, and consensual behavior. That's what they do. They were actually instrumental in getting the American Psychiatric Association to depathologize kinky sex in the DSM-5. Woo! That means make it not a sickness. Absolutely. They launched a massive campaign. They, if it weren't for them, it wouldn't have happened this quickly. And I don't, th I don't know if people understand how important that is to us because up until that time... Actually, we even still... Uh, I just finished um, a while back my, my nursing school second round and it was still... They were still saying sadomasochists were, were basically sick. So, so yeah. that's a very recent change. Yeah. yeah. That's a very recent change. That's right. exciting. It is. You can go to their website. They have this really cool link called Report Incident. If you have something that has happened to you, you've been discriminated, if you are into, you're in the swingers community, you're in the polyamory community, kink, BDSM, whatever, and in any way you've been discriminated against, you can uh, report the incident and somebody will get back to you and talk you through what your rights are, where it is to go. They will give you every number you need, every contact you need. They also have a kink aware professionals directory, which is amazing because if you're somebody who needs handcuff keys, Oh my God, really? <laughs> you want a kinky locksmith? It's, no, that's no, actually like, very actually, true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a or therapist, actually a therapist, therapist. Yes. Because not all doctors. So are, they aren't going to yeah. freak out if you have marks yeah. on your, on they also yeah. do tons of education and outreach and they even have a give now button right on their homepage where you can use your credit card or PayPal. And, and we uh, usually at threshold, money. we've done parties that donate. I don't know why we stopped doing that and we're going to start doing uh, that again. Every year, almost every nonprofit kink or BDSM organization will have an event, a party or something like that. And every dollar that they raise will go to NCSF because it, it's great that we're here and we're, ha we're having a lot of fun, but really if it were not for organizations like this and in particular NCSF, we would not be able to do this. Absolutely. We absolutely yeah. would not be able to do Well, we're going to gonna start having that party again because that's kind of bullshitty. Um, but now... I hear that Nerf gun, <laughs> Revan. <laughs> we're not very rich on the podcast, but I figured no. it would be fun. Abyss has a fetish for her Nerf dart gun and chases everyone around with it. She's gotten really good at it. So whoever wants to be... Here's what we'll do. I line up whoever wants to do it, and if she has 12 shots... If she hits you in either the boob, the butt, or the junk, the genitals, eight out of twelve, perverted podcast will cough up twenty-five bucks to send to NCSF. And that's half my whore money. That is half your armpit <laughs> whore money. We're so poor, and yet we're gonna we're, do it. We're gonna that. do it, and really, it's about to talk about NCSF and whatever. So, who's gonna do it? Get up there, go, go, go! Oh, there it goes a bit. All right, can you hear? Tap on the mic. How far Mark? away? Okay, good. Um, she's going to stand about right there. Okay, go. Get up there. Well, go. Okay. Wow. Don't saunter. <laughs> oh, All right. We need some asses. <laughs> oh, we got an ass. <laughs> we got okay, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Okay. Are you ready? Take shot one. Oh, That's man. a miss. One, one. miss. No, she Get got closer. One. She got one. I got one after. Okay, good. She did. Right, so I got, I got Mark. We got one. In the boob. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that's two. two. Got Michelle in the boob. Oh, <laughs> Sam in the junk. <laughs> wow, she's really good at this. Three, she got an ass. Okay. Another ass. Another ass. That's five. 
Another acid six. Get him in the junk. He's, he's standing there like, ow, oh, you missed. No, get him again. <laughs> Seven. How many shots do you have left? You, you have three. You have three. You have three left. Okay. Get a boot. Okay. Wait. 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 Get one more. We got him. I got the eight. We'll get it. Now she's just shooting at random. Oh my god! It's random. Pandemonium. Chaos. No. That is our <laughs> show. Thank you to Threshold for providing this perverted playground for us to record. And if you hey, are in Los Angeles areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to all of our guests and hosts and stuff. To Abyss. Woo! To Boogie. Woo! To Kathy. Woo! To Mark. Woo! And, and to all of our guests. Woo! If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And while you kinky people are out there and people are discriminating against you, judging you, or whatever, just know Perverted Podcast is here every week to let you know that you are okay. You get to be your damn kinky self. Enjoy the naughty. We're out of here. You got him in the junk. I twice. did, and actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna match our donation. Oh! Hey, look at that! Very good. A whole fifty to NCSF. Yeah. Thank you. That's all your armpit money. <laughs> <laughs>